morning. Uh, you know, the Lord gave this message to me um, in conjunction with the, um, the uh, plea and uh, challenge that Pastor had put out a few weeks back. I think it was a couple of weeks back, um, six months challenge. And so the Lord uh, laid on my heart this message that kind of coincides with what God was saying a couple of weeks ago in terms of, you know, challenging ourselves to actually go. Really, he said, try God, try God. You know, he was talking about, uh, well, let me pray first. <laughs> Father, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank and praise you for this word that you prepared, Lord God. Uh, Father, I pray right now that you would breathe the breath of life on it. Uh, let your spirit, Lord God, rest on this word. Let your spirit permeate our hearts, Lord God, as it pertains to this word. I thank you that my tongue is as a pen of a ready writer, ready to write on the hearts and minds of your people in the name of Jesus, Father. I thank you, Father, for an urgency um, as the hearer of this word uh, will receive, Father, there'll be an urgency to change in the name of Jesus. And so I thank you and I praise you, Father that um, Jesus, you reign supreme. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So as I was saying, uh, Pastor had put a charge out there for us to um, really try God for six months. Uh, I'd like to say, how about we try God for a lifetime, <laughs> as long as we're living. Uh, but he put that challenge out there because he really wanted, you know, he felt in the spirit that we need to take it to another level. We really do. We need to take it to another level. We need to go deeper in the Lord. And um, I hear God saying that um, become sold out and watch me work in your life. You will hear me more clearly if you become sold out. You will experience my presence more if you're sold out. You'll be used by me more if you're sold out. And you'll go deeper in me if you become sold out. And so I hear God, his plea with us to really, really become sold out. And we're going to talk a little bit about what that looks like, why it's important, uh, you know, there is something going on, and everybody can probably attest in, in, the, in the spirit. There's a lot of calamity. There's a, signs of the time is here. And uh, it's time out for half doing things. It's time, like our lives, our eternities is at stake. And, and so this message that he gave me, uh, was kind of burning in me. I have a passion for people for the, you know, the, to save the lost. The Bible tells us to seek and save the lost. And I have a passion for that. Uh, but there's this, this burning desire in me to get this message out that we have got to quit playing around. We, we got to quit playing church. We got to like really become sold out. Sold out is what God is requiring in a, of us. And so, um, if you, I, I wrote down here, if you don't stand for something, you'll stand for everything. Like, we really got to stand for the truth. We got to stand for Jesus. We got to stand for what Jesus did on the cross. We got to stand, you know, and believe. And that's so vitally important. We got to become what? 
sold out. We're going to keep repeating that word until it gets in our spirit throughout this whole evening um, because I really want, I I believe Jesus wants that, that drilled in our souls, drilled in our spirits to be sold out. Now, I'm going to ask a few of you, what do y'all think being sold out means? Can someone tell me what do you think being sold out means? Anybody? Okay, so someone said looking for God in every aspect. Living for God. Okay, that's good. Living for God in every aspect of your life. Okay, that's good. Anybody else? What'd you say? <laughs> fully committed. Oh my God, yes, fully committed. Okay, Minister Lamar, would you? Okay, so he said seeking out what he wants, right? That's good. Anybody else? Only consideration. He is the only consideration. That's good. That's good. You know, when I think about uh, sold out, you know, you go to a, you, you try to uh, uh, maybe get tickets for a concert and, uh, you know, you waited too long and, but you get this thing that says what? Sold out. And when that happens, there's absolutely nothing you can do. It's sold out. You can't call and say, hey, you know, I really, I really, if you could just get me in, you it's sold out. There's nothing you can do, right? The other thought I was, uh, as I was meditating on this, this, uh, this um, teaching, is I was thinking about the, the, the women with the oil in their lamp. And remember how the, it was three, three women. Yeah. Five wives, and then it was one that actually forgot their, what'd you say? Yep, five wives and five foolish. But then it was one that forgot her oil. Was it five that forgot the oil? I didn't research that, but it just came to me. Uh, yeah, five. Okay, so, so the five that were prepared, they were ready to meet the master, right? But the ones that were not prepared, they even had nerves to ask the ones that, <laughs> that, had, that was prepared, can I get some of your oil? Well, you know what, y'all? We have got to, like, like we can't play around with eternity. See, we're so earthly-minded that we're, we're not heavenly-minded. We're not eternity-minded. And that goes on longer than this earth. You know, so we have got to get to a place where we become heavenly minded. Let's go to Revelations 3.15. Revelations 3.15. Now, some of you on the phone, or not the phone, but the, uh, uh, in TV land, I don't know if I gave that scripture. Uh, but Revelations 3.15. It says, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold or hot. This is Jesus speaking. I would thou were hot or cold. He says, uh, so then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. That's Jesus speaking. He's saying, look, I would rather you be either cold or hot, but to be lukewarm is, is the worst. I'll spew you out, is what he says. So, you know, when you think about that, 
he's saying, I need you to be sold out. I need you to choose if you're going to be hot or cold or lukewarm, but if you're going in, in that in-between, I'm going to spew you out. It's distasteful to me, is what he's saying. It doesn't measure up. And so God really wants us, let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 9. He wants us, the reason why we need to know this is because God wants us to partner with him. So 1 Corinthians 3, 9. Try to take my time with this. It says, for we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandary, and you are God's building. And so he's using us to cultivate um, the, the field or cultivate the, the garden of people's hearts. God is using us to cultivate people. Um, so we're co-laborers with him. Um, and, and so here's the thing. Being sold out gives us an insurance of where we will spend eternity. Philippians 3, 7, and 11. Let's go there. Chapter 3, 7. Thank you, Lord. All right, so it says, and I'm, well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and read this in the English Standard Version. It says, but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. I mean, he's saying, look, no matter what, right now, whatever I have, whatever it is, I count it as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness of God that, depend, that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his suffering, becoming uh, like him in his his death, that by any means possible, I may obtain the resurrection from the dead. I want to read Matthew's uh, 7.22, and it's also in the English Standard Version. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, did I not prophesy by thy name, and by thy name cast out demons, and by thy name do mighty, many mighty works? And then will I confess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that worker or is a worker of iniquity. So that's some serious business right there because you would think that Jesus would be pleased if we're, you know, laying hands on the sick, if we're casting out demons, if we're, you know, doing the work of, of the ministry. You would think that that would be pleasing. I'm not saying it isn't pleasing to him, but what he's saying is, he said, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. See, we can, we can do things to look like we're connected. We can, we can serve even and look like, like our motivation is, oh, we want to help somebody, but the motivation might be because we want to shine. We want people to see us. You know, I mean, that could be a true motivation. And so what Jesus is actually saying is, he said, depart from me. You do all these works and they're good. But he said, I knew you. I did not know you rather. He said, I didn't know you. That's, that's pretty heavy right there. 
So our goal in life is to get to know him, like really get to know him, not know him based on what mama said, not know him based on what Pastor Keith or, or Pastor Melanie says, not know him, even the strongest pastor or minister in the earth, relationship with God. Because that's when, it, when it's all said and done, that's what matters the most. Because you can, you can, you, you, you can fool everybody else, but you can't fool God. So we can look the part, we can act the part, we can speak the part, but God knows the heart. And so we, what God is trying to do is get us to check our hearts to make sure that we're not doing things for show, we're not doing things out of habit, we're, we're really doing it with our whole heart uh, because that is where um, it shows that we know God, we know Jesus. And so... Um, we have to become sold out. To say, say to your neighbor, I must become sold out. So don't wait for the right time. You know, sometimes we'd be like, well, you know what? Uh, this time next month, I'll, 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 I'll do it. But God is saying, do it now. Don't wait until next month. Do it now. Be obedient to whatever God tells you to do. And start small. Some people, you know, if you're like me, <laughs> I have a tendency of, you know, if, if it's something that I'm really uh, passionate about and, and, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could do this. Well, what happens with me, I go, I jump all in. The problem with that is I fizzle out like a balloon. You know how the balloon just all of a sudden the air just goes out and it's like I'm back to square one. And so what I've had to learn to do with myself is to start small and build. Start small, conquer where I'm at, conquer that, move to the next level, conquer that, and then just keep moving because it, it's, it's, it's um, you know, it reminds me of the ants. The, the little ants, if you've ever seen the little ants, they crawl and, and, and they got little stuff on their backs and they have, you know, perfect formation and, you know, I mean, they, but they, they're very slow but they get the job done. They get the job done. And so, you know, it's, it's not that we have to rush into it, although there is a sense of urgency, you know, to, to, to really become sold out. But, but I would rather us to do what we can in the, the stages and the process of time that we have, as opposed to jumping all in and then all of a sudden you fizzle out. Because the goal is, is to have a momentum. The goal is, is to, to continue, you know, the, the, the growth and, and, and uh, being taught. And so that is so vitally important. Um, John the Baptist, um, he prepared the way. Uh, I want to read this. Uh, let's see here. So here's why we need to do it. Let's go to Isaiah 40. I'm not sure, y'all, if that's in my, in your uh, lower levels, but work with me here. So Isaiah 40, verse 3 is where we're going. It says, the voice of him, and we're talking about, um, uh, this is where um, Isaiah was basically, you know, prophesying about Jesus coming. It says, the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, talking about John the Baptist, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert 
a highway of our God. And so this is Isaiah prophesying or foretelling that Jesus, or not Jesus, but John the Baptist would eventually come and he would basically, he's coming for that, um, basically um, for the, the, the first coming of Jesus, okay? Uh, so go with me to Matthews 3, 1. Let's go to Matthews 3, 1. So we see that um, Isaiah prophesied that uh, John the Baptist would come to make way for the first coming of Jesus. And then uh, we're going to read it here in Matthew 3, verse 2. It says, and saying, repent ye. This is what John the Baptist was saying. Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that, has, that was spoken by the prophet Isaiah saying, the voice of the one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. So here we see John the Baptist, actually he's one of my, uh, one of the people that I look at in the Bible as someone who was really sold out, you know, um, but he was crying out in the wilderness, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let's go over to Matthews 11 and 10. It says, uh, and this is Jesus speaking now, for this is he of whom it is written, behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. So here we see that uh, Jesus also was saying the same thing. Um, but here's the thing. We know that John the Baptist actually prepared the way before, you know, before Jesus came, he prepared the way and was trying to get people ready for his, for his arrival. And he was telling the people, listen, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. So he was really trying to shake people, warn people. And so now we are, we are the ones, y'all, that should be doing what John the Baptist did by shaking people, saying, hey, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand for the second coming of Jesus. So John was for the first coming of Jesus. We are now the voice. Creation is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God to, 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 to stand up, to rise up. And so we are the ones that should be crying out in the wilderness out there, hey, wake up, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus is coming back. He's coming back soon. We don't know when. Don't take it casual. See, that's the whole thing. We, we've been, sometimes we, we, we take things casual when there's no urgency or we don't see that, hey, this is serious. I gotta, I gotta tighten up. I gotta do something. Because at any day, y'all, any, any moment, the sound of the trumpet can go at any minute. Will you be ready? And the way you live your life right now will determine if you're going to be ready. Or are you going to be like the, 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 the women with the oil, the virgins with the oil? Oh, you know, let me go back and try to get ready. No, it's too late. It's too late to get ready. Now's the time is what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Don't wait. You know, uh, I've watched uh, some rapture uh, 
type movies. How many of y'all have seen the Raptures movies? And those things really, really it encouraged me that like, like this is, we can't play around with this. Because in the, in the moment, the scripture says that he comes like a thief in the night. Now, if you're coming as a thief in the night, the, the thief don't knock on your door and say, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, I'm here to rob you. Is it okay? They just show up at any given time. He's saying, I'm coming in like a thief in the night. Are you ready? Will you be ready? And so now it's like a wake-up call. Like that, 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 that challenge that Pastor gave us, that wasn't cute. That wasn't like, uh, you know, uh, let's just take it to the next level. No. It was God saying, look, enough is enough. And here's the thing. Everybody in this place know what that next level is. Like, you know what your next level is. I know what my next level is. And we can't, like, look at somebody else's and be, like, trying to get somebody else's next level. We got to embrace where we're at. So it's very, very important. The kingdom of God is at hand. Uh, we are here to prepare the way for the second coming of Jesus and as, as I said, he's coming like a thief in the night. So Jesus wants us to be ready at all times uh, to show our appreciation for all he has done. Uh, 2 Corinthians uh, 5, 9, and 10 says, so we make it our goal to please him. Listen to that. We make it, we should be making it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. So we need to do this, y'all, because of that, to show our appreciation for what he's done. The other reason is to, 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 to do it in the name of the Lord. Colossians 3.17. And whatsoever things you do, you do it as unto the Lord. Giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. So we got to do everything. See, sometimes we, sometimes we, uh, we do things, as I talked about it earlier, there's a motive in why we do what we do. But we got to check our motive, y'all. We really do. We got to really check our motive. Is it coming out of love? You know, the bottom line is, God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, what, believeth in him shall not perish, but what? Have everlasting life. It's all about love. Even the walk that we have, y'all, it's really about love. He's looking for love. And honestly, if we, if we can embrace this love walk, nobody would offend us. Nobody could ever offend you. Because one, we would we realize that everybody's coming from different places. No one would offend us, y'all. And we know that the scripture says, I believe it is over in uh, Matthews, it says that offense comes for the what? Word's sake. It's literally coming to steal the word that, that, that's been uh, uh, birthed in our hearts. That's why offense comes. So we got to guard against that. We got to walk in love. We got to perfect our love walk. 
Like we have to really, really take on the nature of Christ, the character of God. And it's possible we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. The spirit of the living God is inside us, which makes it possible, y'all. But we, a lot of times we've been ignoring him. We ignore that still small voice. And God wants us to wake up and he wants us to become sold out. No longer will, should we, you know, just kind of casually. Here's the other thing that Pastor was saying. He said, you know, he said, uh, I, I challenge you to, as when the doors open, and I appreciate everybody here today. I mean, this was, this was big to, to even show up on a Wednesday because everybody got, everybody got things to do, right? But what's most important, hearing what God is saying in this hour or doing whatever you had to do? I guarantee you it's, it's not. When you put it on the scale, it's, it's, it, it's like this. <laughs> so, you know, it's important what Pastor was saying is that let's take this to the next level. Let's no longer just kind of be casual in our walk with God. This is serious business. I tell you, the, one of the worst things, Jesus. One of the worst things is that somebody dies and they don't know Jesus. That to me is, is hurtful. It's hurtful. Because they never got a chance to, uh, or they ignored when Jesus was knocking on their door of their heart. I, I tell you, I have a passion. It's so interesting. Um, when people are on their deathbed, uh, the Lord actually uses me to uh, minister salvation. I've done it quite a bit of times. And it's amazing and one, one, one might say, well, you know, I, I, I would receive Jesus too on my deathbed, but that person don't have to do that. But they did because they understood at that point, hey, where they're going to spend eternity. So we should be like that. That's the heart of God, y'all. It's the heart of God that you, the passion of Christ stirs up in your being that you don't want to see somebody go to, to, to uh, Hades. <laughs> you got kids here. I don't want them. Oh, she cursed. <laughs> no, they know. They know. Well, uh, yeah, we're talking about uh, uh, hell, which is a place for you don't want to go there. And so, you know, it's important that we um, avail ourselves to the truth. The truth is God wants he, he look, he sent Jesus Christ in the earth to save us so that we can have life and have it more abundantly, but to give us eternal life. Because again, this is temporary. This life is temporary. And we can spend a lot of time on this temporary life and, for, and forfeit our eternal life. So, so vitally important. Um, let's see here. So what does sold out for God look like? Let's go to Matthews 22 and 7. What does it look like? 
I'm a, look, I want to hear from y'all. What is, what is being sold out to you? What does that look like to you? So give me some, some thoughts. What does being sold out look like to you? You said empty of your, emptying yourself, okay. And when you say emptying yourself, what, what are you emptying? Oh, empty of self. Oh, that's what you say, empty of self. Okay, good. Well, what is what's self? <laughs> Break it down. Huh? The opposite of love. Okay, that's good. Okay, that's good. Anybody else? What does being sold out look like to you? Humble. Okay. Okay, we got, what, what you got? Being sold out. What does that look like to you, to be sold out? What do you say? I know TV people you can't really hear, but I'm, I'm going to do my best to kind of convey what, I, what I'm hearing. All in with God, okay. Being sold out. So Matthew's 22, 37. It says, Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. For this is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And, unto, and, and these two commandments hang all the law of the prophets. Now, you know, we know that there's uh, the Ten Commandments, right? But what he did is he said, you know what? He said, i tell you what. You may not be able to remember all the Ten Commandments, but if you could just do these two things, love God with all your heart. Well, let's read it here. It says, uh, love God with all, the, with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And then the second is, is like your neighbor as yourself, right? So if you do those two things, God bless you. If you do those two things, you'll be actually fulfilling all the ten. He just kind of made it simple, I think, the way, the way he broke that down. Um, verse, oh, I already did 40. And so whatsoever we do, we have to do it heartily as unto the Lord. That's another way uh, to tell that we're sold out. We're doing it with our, our heart. You know, sometimes you can, like I said earlier, you can have lip service. You can, you can do things just, you know, to make it look like you're doing something. But, but it, if, it, if your heart's not attached to it, it's phony. And as much as you think that uh, you can't be, you know, seen, it shows it really shows. You ever, hear, you ever hear somebody say, I love you, and you know good and dog and well, they don't mean it. <laughs> you could tell in their tone of their voice. It just sounds phony. I've had plenty of people tell me that, and it just, it was so phony. I was like, okay, do you really? <laughs> Who are you fooling? <laughs> and sometimes their actions kind of reveals, you know, the love. Uh... Here's another thing uh, to show or indicate. Are you ashamed of the gospel? Are you ashamed of the gospel? We ought not to be ashamed of the gospel. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first uh, and also to the Greek. So we can't be ashamed. You know, when I think about John the Baptist, uh, it talked about he was, uh, 
he was uh, wearing like camel hair and, you know, uh, I mean, he, the way the Bible depicts him or describes him, he sounded like he looked hideous. But he didn't care. He didn't care how he looked. You know, sometimes we, we don't want to be embarrassed to tell somebody about Jesus. But that's not love. Love really wants to share. Love cares. Love wants to express itself. And so, you know, sometimes we put labels on ourselves that, hey, I'm just shy. No, that you've become shy, but that's not the way you were created. None of us were created to be shy. We choose to be shy. Some, some knowingly and some unknowingly. You see what I'm saying? There are times when we grow up in life and maybe we've been rejected and things like that. And then we, we, we kind of uh, retreat back because we don't like that feeling of the rejection. But when you don't care about, uh, when you don't care about your, your reputation, when you don't care about how you look or how you sound, then now God could really use you. He wants to use us. But we got to get out of ourselves. We got to, we have to really, like we get in our way. Oftentimes we get in our way. God wants us to get out of your way and let the Christ, Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, come in and, and display his glory through you. Step back. It ain't your time to shine. <laughs> God is the one that wants the glory. But we have to be bold. We got to be bold in the Lord. We can't just be like, well, I don't want to say nothing to that person because they're going to think I'm crazy. And that person can, cannot get home because they got in a bad accident and you, you missed the opportunity. Your family members, y'all, there are family members that, that, that are going to hell if you don't do anything. Don't have that blood on your hand. Receive the love of God. Receive the love of Christ. What they did, those are, so we got John the Baptist was a good example of being sold out. You got God himself because he, for God so loved the world that what? He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should have life. And that, well, who should, whosoever believeth in him will not perish but have everlasting life, right? Then you got Jesus. He gave his life. For our sins, look, we're, there's a whole lot of people still in sin. But he loved us enough to give his life in spite of. In spite of. And so it's important that we get out of ourselves. Get, don't get, tell yourself to get back. Because it ain't about you. It ain't about me. It's about God and Jesus really changing the hearts and minds of the people and people receiving salvation for eternity. That's what it's about. We should love people enough that we don't want to see them go to hell. We should love them enough that we want to tell them the truth. So it's important that we become what? Sold? Sold out. Say it like you mean it. Say, I am sold out. I am sold out. Now, you know... <laughs> You know, when you really think about that, uh, you know, we, I want to get to this one scripture before my time just kind of 
What'd you say? <laughs> she said, I, she thought I was going to break out in, in song. Let's go to Romans uh, 12.2. Romans 12.2. It says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. It says, it says, not fitting into the world without thinking about it. So don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So we can't be copying our behavior like the world. You know, I said it Sunday, you know, like we, it's sometimes hard to tell a Christian from uh, someone who's in the world. It's very difficult. It's becoming more and more difficult. That ought not to be. Galatians uh, 2.20 in the uh, English Standard Version says, one of the things, we got to die to ourselves. I said that earlier. I, mean, I didn't say die to ourselves, but that's what I was saying. We have to die to ourselves. It says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. See, Melanie is gone. I'm right here, but, the, but Melanie really is gone. She wants Christ to be the center of who she is. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So we, our life is not our own. We've been brought with a price. And if we can really, really wrap that around our head that we are not our own, like we're, we own, we're owned by, when you accept Jesus Christ as your, your Lord and Savior, you're owned by him now. He wants to be a full expression of who he is through your vessel. But we got to get away. We got to get, get back. We be trying to, no, I want to do this. No, I want to say this. But he's, he's trying, to, he's trying to, uh, to live in us, to breathe in us, to speak through us, to, to, to heal through us. He's trying to, like his presence to be manifested through us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we got the Holy Spirit living in us. We got Jesus living in us. We got God living in us. If God be for us, who can be against us? But oftentimes, we got three powerful entities within us, but because we are, we done backed them, like, like we're, we're, we're like this, and they, they, they back there, hey, hey, I, I, I really want to say this. Uh, listen, listen. But we, we done elbowed them back. Like, they're, 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 they're waiting. They're actually waiting to use our vessels. But we get in the way, and we say, well, that's just not the way I am. I'm not a people person. No, you may not be a people person, but he is. I'm a little shy. I don't really feel comfortable talking. To no, you may be shy, but he's not. So we got we to gotta quit a bogarting the Holy Spirit, God himself, and, and, and Jesus. They're trying to do a work. Through us. They're trying to do a work through us, but it, they need yielded vessels to do it. Um, 
I'm going to skip that. Nothing else matters, y'all, but God and pleasing him. Um, Romans uh, 14.8, if you can write that down, it says, uh, For if I live, I live to the Lord. If I die, I die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. Now this is Paul uh, speaking in Romans, um, basically saying nothing matters. Whether I'm alive or whether I'm dead, nothing matters as long as I'm actually in the Lord or doing things for the Lord, right? Trusting God, here's another way that you can tell about being sold out. Trusting God no matter what happens. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, what? Acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Trusting in the Lord. The other thing is your heart has to be fixed. It has to be made up. Being sold out needs your whole heart. Not a piece of you. It needs your whole heart. Psalms 57, 7 says, my heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. We got to become sold out. People are dependent on it. Even if they don't say anything, people are dependent on it. And I'm going to tell you, I'm sold out because of what God did for me. He saved me. I know it. I was, a, I, was, I, was going, <laughs> I was on my way to hell. And, you know, it, 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 what they say, hell and back, but <laughs> I wasn't coming back. <laughs> I was on my way to hell. And he delivered me. He saved me. I, I, it is a horrible thing, y'all, for me when I see a world out there of all these people doing all kinds of things and nobody's telling them the truth. Will you tell them the truth? Today, will you once and for all make it a decision? Make, it, make a decision. Listen, I'm going to be sold out. I'm going to be sold out on my job. You don't see somebody on your job hurting and then you, you, you put a, a deaf ear or, or uh, a blind eye to them. How many, we, we do do that though, because we're like, I don't know what to say. Yeah, you don't know what to say, but he does. We've got to put off the old man and put on the new man. Ephesians 5.22 uh, talks about that. Let's go there, Ephesians 5.22. All right. It says that you put off concerning the formal conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Now, you know, that word conversation is really manner of life. He's saying put away uh, your manner of life of that old man. Uh, verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind uh, and that you put on the new man which, af which, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away, he's telling us what to put away, lying, speak every man truth with, with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. 
Here's uh, verse 26. Be ye angry and sin not. So he's telling us there's going to be times where we're going to feel angry, but sinning would be to uh, t- take that anger to bitterness, take that anger to hurt, you know, like really trying to hurt somebody. Um, but it says, be, be, it says, be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Uh, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the things which is good, that he may have to give to him that is in need. Uh, verse 29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereas you are sealed unto the day of redemption. 31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor uh, and evil speaking be, be put away from you with all malice. And be you kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, have forgiven you. So this is, this is uh, what, what God is trying to get us children. He wants us to walk in the light of Christ. And this is, what, this is like a, a recipe of what he wants us to do. So we've got to get that. Sold out or being sold out is not a temporary phase. It's permanent. No matter what or what, where, how God is moving, being sold out, like, like, like you, you've got to make a decision I'm sold out. I don't care about anything or, 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 or anyone in, in that. I'm sold out living for God, doing what he wants me to do, and that's it. That's just all, that's just all to it. I'm, just, I'm, 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 I'm doing my best to live this life in the way that's pleasing to God, and I'm sold out to do that. Now, what are some of the things that keeps us from being sold out? Disobedience. Disobedience is a big one. Distractions. Fatal distractions, somebody said. Um, lack of focus. Like, you know, you got to wake up every day and, and have a plan. Because if you don't, you'll just go with the wind. Oh, let's go over here. That looks good. Oh, this, you know. I mean, you'll, you got to have a plan even when you serve God. Like you pray and you say, God, order my steps in your will and in your way. God, you know, open the doors that, that, that I'm supposed to walk in so I can minister to some people. How many people really pray that? Lord, you know, send me. If you send me, I'll go. So you got to have a plan. Like when you wake up that day, Lord, I don't know what you're doing, but you, the way you move, I'm going to move with you. And I'm telling you, you'll watch God and you'll start to sharpen your discernment. See, when you miss those opportunities, y'all, you miss opportunities to sharpen your discernment. See, your discernment is, 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 there's a scratch inside you that's telling you, hey, talk to that person. Sometimes you may not even know what to say, but you, there's something inside you that, that God wants you to connect with that person. You don't have to know the whole story. You just go, there's been plenty of times I go up to a person and I would say something like, you know what, listen, you might think this, strange, this is strange, but uh, for some reason I felt that God wanted me to talk to you. Person breaks down. You just don't know. So you got to sharpen your discernment to be able to flow because uh, God really wants to use all of us. 
peer pressure. Peer pressure is another thing. You know, you can be out with people, and especially if the people aren't sold out, like what you're trying to do and, or what you are, uh, sometimes you can be intimidated by the people that you're with, which is saying something. Like, if you got to change who you are when you're around somebody and you're not the, the normal you, you don't want them to think that you're uh, uh, too super spiritual or, or that kind of thing. I mean, something's wrong with that relationship, that you can't be who you are. You know, we all need to be honest with who we are. Another thing that, that distracts us or keeps us from, from being sold out is fear. What if I can't do this so you don't even try? Fear of failure can cause you to not um, be sold out. Vices, alcohol, weed, lust, addiction, all of those things can actually keep you from being sold out. And oftentimes what I find is that those vices is really sometimes the, the thing that keeps people from being sold out. Because they, they, it's, sometimes it's like a stronghold. It's like it really has them. I know when I was doing marijuana uh, many years ago, like I literally could not imagine life without a high. And I was funny anyway, but for some reason when I got high it was even more, everything was funny. I mean, it was like everything was funny. But, and, and, and I told myself, man, I can't go through each day without getting high. But that thing was actually taking my ability to walk in the things of God. And so what I did is I kept coming to church, y'all. I kept reading the word. I kept speaking the word. I kept meditating on the word. I kept serving in the, in the church. And before you know it, God worked it out where uh, I didn't have money to purchase some one time. And I mean, I went to purchase it finally when I did get the money. And the, 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 the drug man didn't have any drugs. <laughs> so it was like, dang, you know, here I've been waiting. And, you know, and, 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 and it was like, um, it was like two weeks went by, y'all, two weeks when I would get high every day. But somehow God fixed it to where the drug man didn't have, him, have, have the drugs. I didn't have the money. I didn't have transportation to go get the drugs. I mean, it was like something always happened. And I woke up one day and I was like, wow, I didn't have a joint today. And I was okay. And so, but it was the word, slowly but surely, as I engulfed myself in serving, as I engulfed myself in the word, as I engulfed myself hearing the word, faith cometh what? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the more I heard, the more things just started to fall off me. I can't even tell you like the exact time when, a time and place when enough was enough. Like I even smoked a two and a half packs of Coos Filter King a day. A day. Now, Cool's Filter Kings, for some of you that don't know, that's like Paul, Paul Mall. Is it Paul Mall? I mean, that, that's some strong cigarette. <laughs> he said that's, and and, and I, honestly, I, that was supernatural how God took that away from me. I woke up one day, and I felt this, this headache. I had this headache. 
And everything in me said, if I took a, like a, a, a drag of a cigarette that moment, that I was going to die. Like it was just going to be so horrible to my body. And I got through that day. Now, there was triggers, because, you know, you have those triggers, like after you eat, you know, okay, you got to smoke a, you know, smoke a, smoke a, well, I did both, smoke a joint and smoke a cigarette. But, you know, you, 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 have, you have those triggers. And so what I did with the triggers is I first had to, I had to identify them. I had to identify when those triggers happen, and then I had to come up with a plan when they happened or found myself to, uh, to, to not do the things that caused some of the triggers. So anyway, uh, we're talking about uh, things that are keeping us from being sold out. And then the other one is lack of discipline. Lack of discipline, that's a big one right there. Oh my God. You know, sometimes we could just be lazy. Sometimes we're tired. We're not getting the right sleep. Like there are some things y'all that we really, uh, need to be mindful of. Like, for instance, um, the scripture tells us to keep the Sabbath. Well, that's, there's a reason for that because what happens is when we keep the Sabbath, we're resetting even our bodies. So keeping it holy, you know, making sure that we're in touch with God, like every day, not just on the Sabbath, but I'm just saying every day we got to make sure that we're, we're in touch with God. Now, there are some benefits of being sold out. Wow. <laughs> I got a lot here. Um, well, we have to be committed. We really do have to be committed. We have to overcome every roadblock that keeps us from committing. There's going to be roadblocks, but we must jump over them. We must go over them. Some of us have to maybe even go through them. Either way, God is with us. And if he's with us, who can be against us? We must have faith in the fact that God is with us. Like we're not alone, y'all. We got to have faith in that. We have to have faith in or, or understand that God is actually for us. Romans 8.31 tells us he's, he's actually for us. Uh, trying to get through some of this stuff here. We have to be steadfast and unmovable. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 58, and the amp says, Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, unmovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, always doing your best and doing more than is needed, being continually aware that your labor, even to the point of exhaustion, uh, in the Lord is not uh, futile, uh, nor wasted. It is never without purpose. Let your heart be devoted to the Lord. This is First uh, Kings eight sixty one. Let your heart therefore be wholly devoted to the Lord our God, to walk in His statutes and to keep His commandments um, as at this day. Hebrews uh, 13 and 6 in the uh, English Standard Version says, So we can confidently say that the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do. In fact, I, I, would, I would be afraid, honestly, if God tells me to do something and I didn't do it. Like, that to me is like, um, I don't want to disappoint him. 
take up your cross and follow Christ, Matthew's 20, uh, Matthew 6, 24. It says, uh, then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Matthew 6, 24. 6 what? Oh, 16, thank you, thank you, 16, 24. And so, you know, Ecclesiastics 12, 13, and 14, it says this, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Here's this, this is it. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. And then Luke 10, 27 says, and he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and, uh, and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and, as, and thy neighbor as thyself. And so the whole message is we got to get sold out. We got to get sold out, y'all. People's lives are at stake. And we, we got to care enough. We got to love. Like we really, God is calling us to love. You know, he even tells us to love our enemies. Now that's difficult in the flesh, but with Christ inside us, if, if, if we, you know, <laughs> quit backing him, you know, like, like pushing him away, because he's always trying to love. He's all, love, give, love gives. It takes no account of a suffered wrong. Love is kind, is patient. You know, First uh, 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 Corinthians 13 talks about what love is. So, you know, we, I wanted to like really, really encourage people to take what Pastor was saying serious. Like really try God. Like, try, like really for six months, I think is the challenge. He said for six months, give God all your all. Come to Sunday services. Try coming to the 915 service. The 915 service, y'all, is really uh, something that every believer should be attending. Because what the 915 service does is it gives us the foundation of who we are in Christ. If we don't understand that foundation, then we're not even able to really effectively minister. So those classes really help develop the foundation of who we are. Like, you, you know, if you don't have a foundation, then everything else, it just crumbles, you know, and, and, and uh, uh, buckles under if you don't have a foundation. Those discipleship training classes, and some of you have, have come for a long time, and you were consistent. Every Sunday, you were there. But then life happened. Life is going to happen, y'all. It's going to be busy. But you're going to have to make a choice. Do I give in to the busyness of life or do I give in to God's business? And, and, and it's, it's a choice. It really is a choice. So coming to the 915 services, uh, coming to the 1030 services, coming to Bible study or midweek, we call it here, midweek services. And you may think, you know, wow, you know, am I really getting anything? Your spirit is getting all it needs for that day. And anytime God is speaking anyway, we need to just be like, okay, God, you reiterated that for a reason. Because, you know, sometimes you'll hear a message and be like, I heard that before. Well, God is reiterating that message. 
because maybe the first time when you heard it, you didn't get what he's trying to get to you this time. So nothing should be important. Sometimes we can be so busy that we really do miss God. We miss what he's doing in our lives. And we justify it by saying, no, but I got to go to work. And I, yes, I know I get that. But there are some people are doing overtime. <laughs> so we have to look at priority. Spending time with God and his word is priority. All right, well, that is it for today. Uh, we're going to open it up. If you have any thoughts, uh, comments, questions, we'd love to hear from you. <coughs> Thank you. <coughs> Anybody in the house? Yes, sir. Yeah, so a couple of things. Um, what you said about.